welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this Friday, December 11th, 2020. I want to welcome you ladies and gentlemen here tonight to the podcast, um, oh, this morning, excuse me, to the podcast. What are we doing this morning? If you ladies and gentlemen have not heard, or you probably have heard through the grapevine, or you probably have looked it up yourself, or checked it out yourself, we're going to talk about the Willie Lynch letter. Now, allegedly, this letter is not real. Um, Whenever you search for if the letter is real or not, and I'm going to do that for you ladies and gentlemen, while I'm here, I'm going to Google is the Willie Lynch letter real now when you google that you know you go to your old friend Wikipedia you know Wikipedia is bananas um it says that in, a, in, a, in an address purposely delivered by a certain William Lynch or Willie Lynch to an audience on the bank of the James River in Virginia in 1912 regarding control of slaves within a colony. You know, that's what it was supposed to be. Um, The document has been in print since at least 1970, but first gained widespread notice in the 1990s when it appeared on the internet since then it has often been promoted as an authentic account of slavery during the 18th century though its inaccuracies and excuse me though its inaccuracies have led historians to conclude that it is a hoax now the question is is Willie Lynch even a person? A man named Willie Lynch did indeed claim to have originated the term during the American Revolutionary War. But he was born in 1742, 32 years after the alleged delivery of the speech. So, I mean, we're not going to get too much to the history of when it, when it came out. Or I'll, I'll leave that up to you ladies and gentlemen too to, you know, do your research on and check it out for yourselves. But whether this this letter is real or not, what we're going to sit here and I'm going to do is I'm going to break this letter down to you to help you understand that what's going on today, if this letter is not real, it attaches so much to what is happening today. So if this letter is fake, how is everything that's happening today being said this 1712 or whenever this was originated, 1970, you know, whoever wrote it in 1970, whenever it was created, the person was on point. Excuse me. So let's just dive right into it. I hope I didn't sound too confusing in the beginning. Excuse me if I did, but we're going to dive right into this. 
The speech was delivered by Willie Lynch on the bank of James River in the colony of Virginia. In 1712, Lynch was a British slave owner in the West Indies. He was invited to the colony of Virginia in 1712 to teach his methods to slave owners. There, the term lynching is derived from his last name. Now, this speech was allegedly delivered on December 25th, which is what made me want to do this because it's around Christmas time now, and that's when this letter was originally supposed to be written was on Christmas and so this letter is attached to Christmas time if you ladies and gentlemen are saying this ain't the time for talking about lynching or Willie Lynch that's the only reason why I'm doing this because on Christmas day would be the alleged anniversary of this alleged letter okay so here's Willie allegedly talking gentlemen I greet you here on the bank of James River in the year of our Lord 1712. First, I shall thank you, the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia, for bringing me here. I am here to help you solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my modest plantation in the West Indies, where I have experimented with such of the newest and still the oldest methods for control of slaves. Ancient Rome's would invite would envy us if my program is implemented. As our boats sail south on the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish, King James, I saw enough to know that your problem is not unique. While Rome used cords of wood and crosses for standing human bodies along its highways in great numbers. You are here using tree and the rope on occasions. Now, this person knows how Romans used to, you know, have used cords of wood or crosses. We all know how Jesus was sacrificed. Well, how Jesus was killed. Jesus was killed on the cross. And that's actually how the Romans used to kill people back in the day. They would crucify him. We all know it as a crucifixion. So we already know that this person is on to something. This person is, you know, this, this already sounds official. Already. I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple miles back. You are not only losing value, valuable stock by hangings. You are having uprisings. Slaves are running away. Your crops are sometimes left in the fields too long for maximizing profit. You suffer occasional fires. Your animals are killed. Gentlemen, you know your problems are you know what your problems are? I do not need to elaborate. I am not here to Enumerate your problems. I I am here to introduce you to a method of solving them. In my bag here, I have a full foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that if not installed correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years to 2012. Now, my method is simple. 
And you got to think about this. He said this method that he's going to come up with would control the slaves for 300 years. Now that's a that's a really big that's a really big prediction. 300 years? Like how you say that? How you know whatever you're about to say you're going to control people past the point of when slavery is even supposed to end. And this person, if this letter is fake, this person using 1712 as an alleged date to say that they're going to control people even if this letter came out in 1970 to say that they're going to control people from 1970 to 2012 is still crazy so what are they talking about even if the letter came out in the 90s to say you're going to control people from the 90s to 2012 that's still bananas ladies and gentlemen so how are you predicting that how do you know how do you know you're going to do that? How do you know you're going to control these people? So if this letter is fake, how do you even know what you're talking about is going to work? And it's a legit letter. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. I have outlined a number of differences among the slaves and make the differences bigger. I use fear distrust and envy to control listen ladies and gentlemen fear distrust and envy for control a lot of people of African descent fear other people of African descent coming into the uh, coming into their coming into their neighborhoods coming into their houses and different things of that nature we always talk about not trusting somebody or don't trust people we always talk about that don't trust excuse me and envy come on y'all this letter this letter is fake but those three things that he said he used are three of the biggest things that separate people in communities of African descent Some of the biggest things. These methods have worked on my modest plantations in the West Indies and it will work throughout the South. Take this simple little list of differences and think about them. On the top of my list is age. But it's there only because it starts with an A. The second is color or shade. There is intelligence, size, sex, size of plantations, and status of plantations. Attitude of owners. Whether the slaves live in the valley, on the hill, east, west, north, south, have fine hair color, or hair is tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that distrust is stronger than trust and envy stronger than, than, than adulteration respect or admiration excuse me the blacks the black slaves after receiving this indoctrination shall carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generating for hundreds of years maybe thousands 
I don't think y'all heard that. Ladies and gentlemen. This is probably not meaning anything to y'all right now. When you talk about something from 1712, that really doesn't mean anything to anybody in 2020. It means nothing to you. But when you think about him saying this would carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generating for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. So he's going to instill fear, envy, and distrust into black people for thousands of years. And we still talk about that to this day. We still talk about them three things to this day. It's been indoctrinated into us. This indoctrination. Y'all don't, I, don't, I don't think y'all really paying attention. So we're going to continue. Don't forget, you must pitch the old black male versus the young black male. And the young black male against the old black male. You know, like young dudes don't respect older dudes. You can't get these young wolves to back out of the forest for a minute to explain to them how to get to the other side because they think they know everything. And they they beat up the old men. They beat the old men down. Threaten to kill the old men. Remember that movie, uh, the movie uh, with Wesley Snipes, New Jack City, where the elderly dude tried to come in there and tell them you know that they're that they're ruining their lives and you know that they're wasting they're wasting the community and what did the lady say to him get out of here grandpa you know that's the younger generation disrespecting the older generation put them against each other as long as the older generation and the younger generation of black men are fighting each other they can't grow they can't build because when you put them against each other, you understand? You're already destroying who they want to become or who they will become. And for years, we've been being put against each other. Y'all, if this letter is fake, if this letter is fake, <laughs> whoever wrote this letter was on to something. Whoever wrote it, but it's fake though, y'all. I mean, it's fake. But they was on to something. They was on to something. Let's let's continue. You must use dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves. And the light-skinned slaves versus the dark-skinned slaves. How how often do you always hear dark-skinned people talking about, yeah, there's light-skinned people. There's light-skinned people for you. Disliking light-skinned people all the time. Always talking about light-skinned people and how they dislike light-skinned people. You always see a lot of females of African descent talk about, I like dark-skinned men. I don't like light-skinned men. As long as you, as long as you indoctrinate them with these hate, with these hate towards each other, instead of just accepting, accepting us for who we are, you destroy them for thousands of years. For thousands of years. You look at how things are going today. You look at how things are today. You look at it. Look how people put each other down. Talk down to each other. 
they've been in control for years. If you made it this far to listen to this, if you made it this far to, to continue to, to check this out, you know, maybe you're ready to be woken up or maybe you just want to stay asleep or maybe you think I'm talking bull crap. But I implore you to look this letter up and I implore you while you're reading the letter to think about how society is today and how many times you've heard the things that I'm saying. How many times you hear all of these things in this letter and you don't understand how and why things are that way. Let's continue. You must use the female versus the male and the male versus the female. You must also have the white servants and overseers distrust all blacks. It is necessary that your slaves trust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. Gentlemen, these kites offer keys. These gentlemen, these kits are your keys to control. Use them. Have your slaves, have your wives and children use them. Never miss an opportunity. If used intensely for one year, the slaves themselves will remain petunately distrustful of each other. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's make a slave. It was the interest of businesses of slaveholders to study human nature and the slave nature in particular with a view of particular results practical results excuse me I and many of them attain astonishing proficiency in this direction they have to deal not with earth wood and stone but with men and by every regard they had for their own safety and prosperity they needed to know the material on which they were, work, they were to work conscious of the injustice and wrong they were every hour Perpetuing, perpetuing, and knowing what themselves, what they themselves would do. Were they the victims of such wrongs? They were consistently looking for the first signs of the dreaded retribution. They watched, therefore, with skilled and practiced eyes and learned to read with a great accuracy. The state of mind and heart of the slave through his sobs, sable face, unusual sobriety, apparent obstructions, solidness, and indifference. Indeed, any mood out of the common was afforded ground for suspicion and inquiry. Let us make a slave. What do we need? 
first of all, we need a black nigger man, a pregnant nigger woman, and her nigger baby boy. Second, we would use the same basic principles that we use in breaking a horse, combined with some more sustaining factors. What we do with horses is that we break them from one form of life to another. That is, we reduce them from their natural state and nature, whereas nature provides them with the natural capacity to take care of their offspring. We break that natural string of independence from them and thereby create a dependency status so that we may be able to get them to get from them useful production for our businesses and pleasure cardinal principles for making a negro for fear that our future generations may not understand the principles of breaking both of the both of the beasts together the nigger and the horse we understand the short range planning economics result in periodic economic chaos so that to avoid turmoil in the economy it requires us to have breath and depth and long range comprehensive planning articulating both skill sharp perceptions we may lay down the following principles for long range comprehensive 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 economic planning excuse me both horse and nigger is no good to the economy and the wow or in a natural state both must be broken and tied together orderly production for orderly future special and particular attention must be paid to the female and the youngest offspring both must be crossbred to produce a variety of division and labor both must be taught to respond to particular new language psychological and physical instruction of containment must be created for both we hold the six cardinal principles as truth to be self-evident based upon the following the disclosure this this discourse concerning the economics of breaking and trying the horse and the nigger together all exclusive of the six principles laid down about note neither principle alone will suffice for good economics now we're going to stop right there because it just sounds like I'm saying a whole lot of jargon some of this stuff you ladies and gentlemen are probably by now you probably done stopped listening hopefully you haven't and me having a little trouble pronouncing a couple of words or two it made you think hey he's an idiot let me stop listening oh no I'm far from an idiot just having a little trouble with pronunciation one word is one word it was throwing me off if you're still here that means that you understand that all of this conversation all of these words put together that's out of layman's terms to sound professional to sound great to sound as though they're precise and planning what would be excuse me something that would help out the slave owner in the future well what does all of that mean 
basically in layman's terms they're saying that in order to make the nigger better for you you have to treat the nigger like you treat an animal and like you train an animal like you break an animal to be your pet and to do as you want them to you have to treat the, the nigger just like you treat the animal and once you get the nigga like you do the animal, you can control this nigga for forever, however long you want to control him. So they want to start with the nigga, husband, wife, and the baby. Um, so once they get, you know, the whole family together, <laughs> they use a um, a system of dependency welfare. Now, I'm not knocking welfare at all. But do y'all see? This letter, 1712, welfare wasn't even thought about. In 1712, there was no even no such thing as welfare. So, how did this person... I mean, in 1970? Was it welfare in 1970? Hold on for a minute. We had all... Hold on, let me, let me look this up. Was there welfare in 1970, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. Excuse me. Welfare... The Food Stamp Act provided permanent uh, legislative authority to the food stamp program, which has been administratively implemented on a pilot basis in 1962. On August 31st, 1964, it was signed into law by uh, President Lyndon B. Johnson. It was first, you know, it first was, it first came about in 1935. Uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt used it mainly on creating jobs for the masses. Excuse me. That's when it first. That's when it first came about. Now, you ladies and gentlemen have to understand something: that there are more people of European descent was on welfare than more people of African descent. That's something that you always hear. You hear it, but you really don't. You know, you really don't dig too deep into it. But you still use the system of dependency. Now, for that to be said, that means in 1970, by 1970, a lot of people, you know, who were on welfare, they they know to use a dependent system and talk about this dependent system. But in 1712, if this if this was 1712. There was no talk about food stamps or anything like that to help people until 1935, as y'all just saw. Um, Let's go ahead and take a break and get some words from our sponsor. And we're going to come right back and get back into this letter. How about we do that? We'll we'll come right back. We'll see y'all on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, as I always say, I have to be, you know, we take a break and get some words from our sponsor. If you're thinking about doing podcasting, 
or you know you think podcasting is something you want to get into definitely check out anchor and go with anchor uh, for your podcast adventures but uh let's get right back into this letter here all principles must be employed for orderly goods of the nation accordingly both a wild horse and a wild of nature nigger is dangerous even if captured for they will have the tendencies to seek their customary freedom and in doing so might kill you in your sleep you cannot rest they sleep while you are awake and they are awake while you are asleep they are dangerous near the family horse near the family house and it requires too much labor to watch them away from the house above all you cannot get them to work in this natural state hence both the horse and the nigger must be broken that is breaking them from one form of mental life to another keep the body take the mind in other words break the will to resist we keep the body take the mind y'all don't understand a lot of things 2020 and the way that social media is nowadays it's so hard to focus you on Facebook you on Twitter you on whatever social media uh, site that you're on you're steady scrolling and you see something in reference to what I'm talking about now if it has nothing to do with drama or if it has nothing to do with something you're interested in you'll scroll right by it. So when he says, keep the body, take the mind. In other words, break the will to resist. A lot of people can't resist drama. You understand? They can't, they can't turn away from it. So you'll scroll right past something real. And this is what this is saying. Willie Lynch is saying that you will scroll past something real as a person, a black person, a nigga, will scroll past something real. If we put out all of this negativity and all of this fear and all of this envy and all of this distrust, they're more likely to go with that, to focus on that, than to build with one another. So once you hear a person of African descent trying to speak some facts to you, you like get this nigga out of here. I don't got, I don't want to hear what he has to say. Fuck is he talking about? They know you was gonna be like this. This is what they indoctrinated into you, because they knew that you would easily avoid getting knowledge. That's how they wanted to break you. Older people are always supposed to give knowledge to younger people. But if you turn the younger black man into the older black, from the older black man, he's less likely to listen to that knowledge. And he's just more, more likely, he's more likely to listen to his own knowledge, make his own decisions. And those decisions are not good decisions. That's where the breaking comes from. It broke you niggas. Are y'all still with me? Are you still with me? Ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all are still here.
Now, the breaking process is the same for both the horse and the nigger, only slightly varying in degrees. But as we said before, there is an art and long-range economic planning. You must keep your eye and thoughts on the female and the offspring of the horse and the nigger. A brief discourse in offspring excuse me, development will shed light on the key to sound economic principles. Pay little attention to the generation of original breaking, but concentrate on the future generations. Therefore, if you break the female mother, she will break the offspring in its early years of development, and when the offspring is old enough to work, she will deliver it up to you for her normal female protective tendencies will have been lost in the original breaking process. If you break the female mother, she will break the offspring. Ladies and gentlemen, how many single black mothers do you know? How? How many? How many? If you break the female mother because you already broke the man, you already turned the men against each other. So since you turned the men against each other, it's easier to focus on the women. And now that you can focus on the women because she's so easy to break, you can break her offspring. Because she's just going to destroy her offspring anyway. Because. For her. Normal female protective tendencies. Will have been lost. In the original breaking process. Because she can't properly. Understand. How to do for her. A male child. She's just going to break him anyway. Because it's been lost in the breaking process. For example, take the case of the wild stud horse, a female horse, and an already infant horse, and compare the breaking process with two captured nigger males in their natural state, a pregnant nigger woman with her infant offspring. Take the stud horse, break him for limited containment, completely break the female horse until she becomes very gentle. Whereas you or anybody can ride her in comfort. <laughs> How many times do y'all hear a lot of females talk crazy about their baby mothers, their baby fathers? And then anybody can come along and just buy her a drink or you know, ease her pain with the easiest wordplay, the slightest words to make her feel good about herself. And she'll just continue to break break the back of the man and comfort the people who are giving her this alleged comfort that she's receiving. Completely break the female horse until she becomes very gentle.
completely rape the female horse until she becomes very gentle. Whereas you or anybody can ride her in comfort. You can ride her in her comfort. This may not mean this may not mean nothing to none of y'all right now. Right now, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything right now. It's 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 crazy to me how how I can see that this letter is is basically talking about what's going on right now. It's talking about what's going on right now. Let's break this down into layman's terms, right? You have a female who's consistently disrespecting her her baby father. She's sitting in a bar. A gentleman wants to talk to her and take her home for the night. Right? Only thing he has to do is in this moment, moment that she's already upset and that she's vulnerable is take control where she's already already looking for comfort and then he can ride her in her comfort easily easily you've already broken a nigga male I have nothing against racial, uh, interracial marriage but you already broken a nigga male, so what's the best thing to do? Turn and go to another race. I have nothing against this racial marriage. I'm going to say that again. So don't nobody take those words out of context. I'm just trying to make a point. Breathe the mare and the stud until you have the desired offspring. Then you can turn the stud to freedom until you need him again. Train the female horse, whereas by she will eat out of your hands, and she will in turn train the infant horse to eat out of your hands also. When it comes to breaking the uncivilized nigger, use the same process, but vary the degree, and step up the pressure, so as to do a complete reversal of the mind. Take the meanest and most restless nigger, Strap him of his clothes, strip him of his clothes in front of the remaining male niggas. The female nigger and the nigger infant. Tar and feather him. Tie each leg to a different horse faced in the opposite directions. Set him afire and beat both horses to pull him apart in front of the remaining niggas. The next step is to take a bull whip and beat the remaining nigger males to the point of death in front of the female and the infant. Don't kill him, but put the fear of God in him, for he can be useful for future breeding. The breaking process of the African woman. I mean, you hear that, you say, good night. <laughs> Take the toughest dude in the hood. toughest dude in the hood
shoot them, burn them, and then drag them down the street in a car. Think about that. Then after you do that, you take his homeboys in front of these kids and you beat them almost to the point of death. But you don't kill them. You put the fear of God in them. We see the we see a lot of this happening when you look at the police and I'm not knocking on the cops but you see a lot of that happening where you see a man of African descent like George Floyd get killed in front of national TV and then after that you see other men of African descent getting shot in different places then the little boys of African descent they grow up in fear and hatred of the police this is psychologically what this letter is talking about you make them fear the police by doing what you're doing to these black men and in turn these boys would not like the cops they would distrust the cops excuse me or any authority figure these authority figures can also be their parents or anyone so they don't trust anybody they're just loose they're loose cannons now Y'all may be like, no, that's not what it's talking about. Think deeper. The breaking process of the African woman. Take the female and run a series of tests on her to see if she will submit to your desire willing. Test her in a way because she is the most important factor for good economics. If she shows any signs of resistance and submitting completely to your will... Do not hesitate to use the bullwhip on her to extract that last bit of resistance out of her. Take care not to kill her, for in doing so, you spoil good economics. When in complete submission, she will train her offspring in the early years to submit to labor. When when they become of age, understanding is the best thing. Therefore, We shall go deeper into this area of subject matter concerning what we have produced here is the breaking process of the female nigger. We have reversed the relationship in her natural uncivilized state. She will have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigger male. She will have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigger male. And she will have a limited protective tendency towards her independent male offspring and will raise male offsprings to be dependent like her. Females like all good girls like bad guys. Um, Hood chicks always messing with the wrong dudes. They don't like dudes who are working. They don't like dudes who are doing good things with themselves. They don't like dudes who are trying to do good for themselves. They like the dude who's uncivilized. They like the thug. Come on.
on. We have reversed the relationship in her natural uncivilized state. She would have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigga. A strong dependence. Y'all, this letter is fake. This letter is fake, though. That is so true. How many women of African descent have a strong dependency on uncivilized niggas? We see that all over. We see it all over, That especially in a lot of ghettos, where the women in those ghettos have a strong dependency on the niggas in those ghettos that are not doing good. Now, a lot of people you hating uh, try to get mad and say, what you trying to say? Think I'm striking out at them? I'm not striking out at you at all. I don't know you to strike out at you. I'm trying to say that this letter, whichever was created, was created in order to make your life a living hell before you even became a seed in your father's penis. Excuse me. Before you ever became a sperm cell in your father's testicles. Before you ever became a seed in your mother's ovaries. This letter was already there to set you up. It was already there to set you up. <laughs> Let's read that again. We have reversed the relationship in her natural, uncivilized state. She would have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigga male, and she would have a limited protective tendency towards her independent male offspring, and would raise male offsprings to be dependent just like her. nature have provided for this type of balance we reverse nature by burning and pulling a civilized nigga apart and bull whipping the other to the point of death all in her presence by her being left alone unprotected with the male image destroyed the ordeal caused her to move from her psychological dependent state to a frozen independent state and this frozen psychological state of dependence (laughs) oh y'all do y'all not understand the word play in this frozen psychological state of dependence independence she will raise her male and female offsprings in reversed roles. <laughs> Come on. 
What does that mean? It means that you turn into women and the men, and your son turn into women. You have a lot of emotional men running around. They use emotions over logic. They get mad about things. They get upset about something. They respond with these emotions. And because they respond with these emotions, they're less likely to use any logic. And you have a lot of women of African descent that have used the logic and they try to help these men. They try to help these men see things the other way. And these women become the heads of the family. These women become the, the women that the people that men in the family tend to listen to. Big Mama. We all know Big Mama. People are more likely to listen to Big Mama than they are to listen to the grandfather. Because Big Mama has been made the head of the house. And, and Granddaddy has been made weak. Y'all, don't listen to me. This letter is fake, right? It's fake. It's fake. And you, you have, you'll have dudes say, yo, he calls me a female. He trying to say I use... No, I'm not disrespecting anybody here. I'm trying to have y'all look at the, look at the logic behind this letter. Look at the logic. Look at what this letter is saying. I'm breaking it down into layman's terms. And to, and to now, you see a lot of dudes of African descent... They used. They are raised by women, aunties, grandmothers, and mothers. Don't listen to people. Don't trust this one. Don't trust that one. They they're making you be emotional. But these women, they've been thrown into these roles by the men who were not taught, brought up to be men. You've broken them already for thousands of years, for three hundred years. It said 300 years, then it said thousands. So now the men are broken. For fear of the young male's life, she will psychologically train him to be mentally weak and dependent but physically strong. Because she has become psychologically independent, she will train her female offspring to be psychologically independent. What have you got? You got the nigger woman out front and the nigger man behind scared. This is the perfect situation of sound sleep and economics. Before the breaking process, we had to be alertly on guard at all times. And that's exactly what I just said to y'all. What do you have? You have Big Mama. And you have Granddaddy Simahaha afraid. You have Tyler Perry acting as Medea. To bring himself out, Tyler Perry had to be Medea. We all got used to Medea. I'm not disrespecting Tyler Perry. I'm trying to make a point. Salute to Tyler Perry. Salute to everything he got going on in Atlanta. If Tyler Perry gets a hold of this, I'm not disrespecting you at all. I'm trying to make a point. And by making a point, if this point it feels disrespectful by me making a point, I apologize, but I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm making a point. You used a woman, a strong woman of African descent, 
to bring people in while you hid behind that woman afraid of what people might think and then you came out even after the show was over you came out smiling and people cheered for you because they know who you were behind that woman but they still love Medea a lot more people of African descent have been psychologically tricked to like Big Mama we've been psychologically tricked to only pay attention to what Big Mama has to say because the men in our family are usually wild, crazy, or they're emotional. They're liars, they're cheaters, they're fearful, they're distrustful. Because this has been set up for them from the beginning of time. Ever since people of African descent was brought over here. Y'all, if this letter is fake. If this letter is fake, today is not December 11th. Because everything this letter is talking about is happening today. Let's continue. Now we can sleep soundly for out of frozen fear. His woman stands guard for us. <laughs> we could not get past her early slave molding process. <clears throat> he is a good tool now, ready to be tied to the horse. At a tender age, by the time a nigger boy reaches the age of 16, he is soundly broken in and ready for a long life. In sound efficient work and to reproduction of a unit of good labor force continuously through the breaking of civilized savage nigger by throwing the nigger female savage in a frozen psychological state of independence by killing off the protective male image and by creating a submissive dependent mind of the nigger male slave we have created an orbiting cycle that turns on its own axis forever oh my god y'all I hope somebody has reached this point it turns on its own axis forever unless a phenomenon occurs and it reshifts the position of the male and female slaves if you have not made it to this point in this podcast if you made it to this point in this podcast let me say this and you don't listen to this podcast and you just say get him the fuck out of here he talking stupid get him out of here what is he talking about that just sounds dumb that's what this letter wants you to say this letter wants you to excuse knowledge because that phenomenon is not going to happen the phenomenon is not going to happen because you've already got black people against black people you've already turned them against each other so how is the phenomenon going to happen when you can't even keep the people together when you've already broken them to a point they won't stay together when you already got this dude down the street who hates this other dude down the street he went to school with and now they join different gangs and now they hate each other and they're killing each other off while the, while the people sit back and laugh at it and enjoy their lives you've broken them all while their mothers and their female and their, their baby mothers look at this and then they raise their sons and the sons are just becomes just like the father this cycle will continue forever creating 
a revolving door that will continue forever until a phenomenon straightens out the sleeves. When is that phenomenon going to happen? Never. Because as long as if one person reached this far, share this podcast, make this go viral. Every time I say something for somebody to share something of mine, they don't do it. Don't hate. That's what this this letter is basically saying. I could turn your whole your whole culture against each other, and y'all will never succeed. And y'all will never grow. You will always be slaves. You will always be slaves to the machine because you're not gonna grow past what you're supposed to become. And female slaves, we show that we show what we mean by example. Take the case of two economic slaves units and examine them closely. The nigger marriage. We breed two nigger males with two nigger females. Then we take the nigger males away from them and keep them moving and working. Say one nigger female bears a nigger female and the other bears a nigger male. Both nigger females being without influence of the nigger male image. Frozen with an independent psychology will raise their offsprings into reverse positions. The one with the female offspring will teach her to be like herself, independent and negotiable. We negotiate with her through her, by her, we negotiate her at her will. The one with the nigga male offspring. The one with the nigga male offspring. She began frozen with a subconscious fear of his life, or raise him to be mentally dependent and weak, but physically strong. In other words, body over mind. Now, in a few years, when these offsprings become fertile for early reproduction, we will meet and breed them, and continue the cycle that is good, sound, and long-range comprehensive planning. Warning. Possible interloping narratives. Early, we talked about the non-economic good of the horse and the nigger in their wild and nature natural state. We talked out of the principle of breaking and trying them, tying them together for orderly production. Furthermore, we talked about praying particular attention to the female savage and her offspring for orderly future planning. Then more recently, we stated that by reversing the the positions of the male and female savages, we created an orbiting cycle that turns on its own axis forever. Unless a phenomenon occurred and reshifting positions of this male and female savages, our experts warned us about the possibilities of this phenomenon occurring. For they say that the mind has a strong drive to correct and recorrect itself. Over a period of time, if I could touch on if I could touch some subliminal original historical base, and they advised us that the best way to deal with the phenomenon is to shave off the brute's mental history and create a multiplicity of phenomenon and illustrate and illusions so that each illusion will twirl in there on its own orbit, something similar to floating balls in a vacuum. So Hopefully you ladies and gentlemen has made it this far. I know it's long. Bear with me. The letter is long. And I'm trying to break this other down. 
as long as you keep using a strong level of psychology and as long as you make people think that think about rap music if you consistently change rap music to keep rap music on destroying people I've heard about more rappers this year dying than I've ever had if you keep promoting these young men these young niggers to kill one another and you look back and let them continue to promote that as long as you keep that psychological cycle going on they will never be able they will never be able to rise up against you they will never be a threat to you because they are forever being psychologically tricked into being against each other these mothers these women who deal with these you know a lot of these rappers who don't see anything wrong with what they're doing their mothers have raised them to be dependent on these type of dudes and when their male sons are born the sons don't take the position of a man he takes the position of what these women have created to be what a man is the father or the male figure has been long long gone and lost forever along the psychological trip that we have created so let's continue this creation a multiplicity of a phenomenon of illusions entails the principle of crossbreeding the nigger and the horse that we stated above the purpose of which is to create a diversified division of labor thereby creating different levels of labor and different values of illusion at each connected level of labor the results of which is severance severance of the points of original beginnings for each sphere illusion since we feel that the subject matter may get more complicated as we proceed to land down our economic plan concerning the purpose reason and effect of crossbreeding horses and nigger we shall lay down the following definition in terms for future for future generations orbiting cycle means a thing turning and a given path orbiting axis means upon which around which a body's turns phenomenon means something beyond ordinary concept concepts and inspires awe and wonder multiplicity means a great number sphere means a globe cross breeding a horse means taking a horse and breeding it with an ass and if you get a dumb and if you get dumb backwards ass long-headed mule that is not reproductive nor productive by itself cross breeding niggas mean taking so many drops of a good white blood and putting them into as many nigger women as possible varying the drops by version tone that you want and then letting them breed with each other until another cycle of color appears as you desire what does this mean what this means is put the niggers and the horse in a breeding pot mix some asses and some good white blood and what do you get you get a multiplicity of colors of ass backwards unusual niggers running tied to a backwards ass long headed mule the one productive of itself the other sterile the one consistent the other dying we keep the nigger consistent 
for we may replace the mules for another tool. Both mule and nigger tied to each other, neither knowing where the other came from, and neither productive for its nor without the other. Control the language. Uh, come on. I, I hope you made it this far. If y'all... I'm going to say this to people of European descent. I don't say white people. I'm not racist at all. I'm just breaking this down. Because I found this letter to be very interesting as I read it. And I see that the letter is persistent today. And I figured I would just break it down for some niggas. I'm going to say I'm going to be real. That's how I'm going to say it. I figured I'd break it down for some of you niggas. Even though a lot of you... Whoever come to this podcast, or if you reaches this podcast, you might not do as I, as I say or as I'm saying because I'm just some nigga that you don't know, and because the psychology in this letter is stronger than what you think, you would never go out and try to change anything or change your narrative or change the way you look at things or the way you feel because you thinking it's just a letter. It's so it's crazy. It's just a letter, but when you look at it, so many things this letter is saying. You know what they're saying? If you read so many people of African descent with so many people of European descent, you create a different shade of a different shade of nigger. Then you get a lighter skinned people going against darker skinned people. You create that cycle forever. You got a mixed female with blue eyes and curly hair. She's of African descent claiming that she's of African descent you got women who are of African descent hating her so they focus so much on hating her that they don't focus on being good and productive they don't focus on being productive they focus on the hate and and the thing is a lot of men of African descent like light skinned women there's the fear and because they like them they get jealousy there's the envy Y'all are not with me right now, I'm sure. I don't think you get it. I'm not here to be racist. I'm breaking this letter down so you can understand. This letter was supposedly written in 1712. How the hell is it still going on today? Crossbreeding completed for further services. services. For their original beginning, we must completely annihilate the mother tongue of both the new nigger and the new mule and institute a new language that involves the new life works for both you know language is a, a peculiar institution it leads to the heart of a people the more a foreigner knows about the language of another country the more he is able to move through all levels of society that society therefore and the foreigner is an empty of the con- country enemy of the country to the extent that he knows the body of the language to that extent is the country vulnerable to attack and invasion of a foreign culture for example if you take a slave if you teach him all about your language he will know all your secrets and he is then no more slave for you can't fool him anymore for example if you told a slave that he must perform in getting out our crops and he knows the language well he would know that our crops didn't mean our crops, and the slave 
system would break down or he would retaliate he would relate on the basis of what our crops really meant excuse me ladies and gentlemen I'm texting my wife Okay. Okay, that put me that too. Once again, when I'm texting, it, it takes me away from where I was uh, originally at. example if you told a slave that he wants okay okay we, we were here when we said uh, he would know he would know what the basis of our crops really meant so you have to be careful in, in setting, setting up the new language for the slaves For the slaves would soon be in your house talking to you man to man and that is death to our economic system in addition the definitions of words or terms are only a minute apart of the process values are created and transported by communication through the body of a language a total society has many interconnections value systems all the values in a society have bridges of language that connect them from orderly work in the society but those language bridges these many value systems will sharply clash and cause internal strife of civil war the degree of the conflict being determined by the magnitude of the issues or relative opposing strength in whatever form for example hold on example if you put a slave in a hog pen and train him to live there and then a corporate in him to value it as a way of life completely the biggest problem you will have out of him is that he will worry about the provisions to keep the hog pen clean and the same hog pen and make a slip and and incorporate something in his language where he by by, in his language where he comes to value a house more than he does a hog pen you got a problem he will soon be in your house 
that that ladies and gentlemen that actually stopped it right there um hold on let me find it because that was that's a part of the letter that I had now what that was basically starting to say as I find the rest of the letter as I find the rest of the rest of the letter what that was actually starting to say hold on we're gonna we're gonna look for it I I had the whole letter This is the letter of a sleeve. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I believe this podcast. What I want you, ladies and gentlemen, to do. I don't want to. I don't want to waste too much time on the podcast searching for the rest of that letter. I'm going to explain the end of that letter for you. If you create, you put a dude in the projects. You put black people in the projects. They create their own language. You bring a sophisticated nigga into those projects. They will excuse that nigga because he's not speaking their language. So you want to make sure that you keep these niggas in the projects using the same language because you don't want them to become rich. You don't want them to be sophisticated. You don't want them on the same level as you because if they're on the same level as you, they become a threat. Do y'all not? This letter is fake. The letter is fake. Though, y'all, that letter is longer than that. It's a complete, it's a complete, it's a complete breakdown of how you destroy people of African descent. And it's been going on for years. Because even me saying the way, talking the way that I'm talking, because I'm not using bro. And I'm not saying gang gang or I'm not saying fuck these or or just just sounding out of place every every other sentence and I'm my sentences are flowing, my words are coming together perfectly, and I'm using things like abstract and now and adverb and adjustment and uh adjective and certainty and perfection and perfectance and uh, cadence and all these other different words, the beautiful words to present myself to you ladies and gentlemen you excuse me if you're of African descent and that's what they wanted you to do the letter is basically saying 
this is what the letter is saying in Lambert's terms as we come to the end. The letter is basically saying, turn them against each other and they will never rise against you. They will never be your equal as long as you keep them against each other. As long as you keep the nigga against each other, they will never rise up and be your enemy. They will never rise up and be on the same level as you because they will forever fight against each other. Forever. They will fight against each other until the end of time. They may even take each other out. They may even each other. They may even kill each other off. And if somebody has reached this toward this part of the podcast and you're of African descent, and you say I want to beef with him now, this letter is basically being something truthful because it's doing the letter is doing what it's supposed to do. It's keeping you, or keeping us divided. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for listening to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this December 11th. It's Friday. TGYF. TGIF. Excuse me. I've been your whole shit here, Henderson. Relationship Stuff 101. With my understanding compared with your understanding, we can create a greater understanding. Something was something this morning. I created a jewel. And I didn't put it inside a oyster, clam, mussel, whatever you want to say. I didn't drop it to the bottom of the ocean and tell you to go look for it. I created a gem. You share it. You put it out there. Let this podcast go viral. I understand. I understand podcasts that you got to see the person. I understand how popular they are nowadays. But this audio, let this audio go viral. If if not through me, through you. Let your words go viral. Share the letter. Talk to people. Help them understand. The more people who start to understand what's being done, the better the culture becomes. There are people of European descent today that don't want to hold us back. But they don't understand the psychological entities that have been put in place for us to hold ourselves back. I want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Hopefully, you know, I keep pausing because I'm thinking to myself, is this podcast for nothing? Was this a waste of almost two hours? I'm going to keep my eye on seeing if this podcast was shared, see how many times this podcast was listened to. And if it's only listened to two times, it lets me know that that letter is real. And niggas all going to be forever broken. That whirlwind or that spiral will forever be turning. And keeping everybody in a loop. You create a language. You break the black. You break the black family. You break the black marriage. You break the language. 
you make it to where they fight against each other, and one black person is sounding sophisticated, you call him white, and you break him. You make him feel bad about himself, so that he sounds like a nigger again. He keeps the rest of you niggas in a bind, never reaching success. Tomorrow we'll be on a podcast breaking down my first relationship book. Don't let this podcast be in vain, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to see y'all in the next one. Peace. Thank you.